0: basement lounge fans welcome to this month's installment of the vip table where we sit down with a very special guest talk to them about their career about their field get to know them a little bit more and have some fun uh this show is brought to you by pod remember guys head on over to Poddex.com if you want to get some awesome decks of cards that help you uh give you ideas for new episodes interview questions you can also get stuff like Uh, this sexy hat right here t-shirts mugs all that kind of stuff and use the code tbl10 to get 10% off your total purchase at checkout our guest today is a uh, an aspiring podcaster as well as a a life coach and we're gonna talk with her about how she has uh, transitioned into this part of her life where she's able to do such a great great thing for people for a living what her unique take on it is and let's go ahead and bring her in Right now, Brianna Gabriel, ladies and gentlemen, if this thing would actually, I hate zoom so very, very much. I'm not editing this out. I don't care. It's staying in. There she is.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hi, Brianna. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you
0: I'm Doing Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's going to be great getting to know you and getting to know a little bit about what you do.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: Well, let's let's start off uh, right off the bat. I, I did a I did a craptacular job of, of <laughs> introducing you and describing what it is you do. So let's start off by having you want you just tell the folks at home a uh, little bit about who you are and just like what it is you do.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Brianna. I am a certified NLP life and business coach. So, what that means is I specialize in mindset shifting. So, if you're heavy on the love of self development, that's my area of expertise. And, you know, just to be a better you and what that looks like, I help you kind of hone in on who you are and what you want out of your life.
0: And, uh, and we, met, we met Brianna through Clubhouse. If you guys are not on the Clubhouse app yet, uh, find somebody who can vet you to get you on. It's available on iPhone and Android now. And uh, it's, a great, it's a great communal, communal spot. And I kind of wanted to start off with that, which is what, in, in your line of work and in the kind of things you do, what was it that drew you to Clubhouse for the first time?
1: Man, I was just actually fascinated about the network and knowing that people are speaking in real time. You know, you can listen or have all these social media platforms, but all of those things are edited and they don't come out the same day. So when I heard, I'm like, okay, an audio is this going to be, you know, like podcasts or you just listen? But I'm like, you can meet people and you're listening to them speak and just getting to learn, you know, from big names or just anybody that you're interested in. It caught my attention.
0: And what's your experience been like on, on Clubhouse so far?
1: Oh, I've loved it. For one, I've been converting just clients because when I tell somebody, you know, what I do, they want to know more. And it's also been a learning opportunity that I'll go in and I just have my notebook like, okay, what don't I know already? What do I want to implement? You know, and how can I ask questions to people that that's their area of expertise?
0: I don't know where we met was in some of the uh, in the in the upcoming podcasters groups. And I know you're in that developmental stage of developing your own podcast. So where, where are you at in that process since we first started talking?
1: Yeah. So I have a name down. I'm working on the description right now. I'm figuring out how to actually edit the audio. So I've been playing around with voice notes. I've been looking at mics. So I'm a lot further along than I thought. So I'm kind of thinking the end of July, first thing, August. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm excited.
0: And so and and by the time this is dropping, it's going to be the end of June, beginning of July. So what is the name of the podcast so that people can start to look out for it when we get into that?
1: It'll be the mixed rose.
0: The mixed rose.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, where
0: did that name come from?
1: Well, for one, I got my DNA from 23andMe, and I already knew I was mixed with a lot of things, but let's just say <laughs> I don't know what I'm not. <laughs> all- yeah, everything. And yeah, I just, I don't know if you could see, you know, for those watching, I have uh, not an obsession, but I love roses. And what it is, is because I look at our life like a rose, whether it's dying or it's flourishing, there's always a story and there's always beauty behind it. And I kind of am tying that into the self development world, whether you feel, you know, kind of crappy, your life is still beautiful to somebody else.
0: That's, that's lovely. And that that's such a great, uh, great mentality to have considering your line of work as a as a life coach as someone who has chosen to dedicate their life, their livelihood to, in know, in, in the most layman's terms possible, helping other people figure their own lives out in a way. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: What was the what was the guiding force into this line of work?
1: Oh, man, being a people person, but honestly, it happened. I feel like I give goosebumps every time I just think about the story. But I was at a fast food place. And There was a homeless person, you know, trying to get food. And I said, you know what, I'm ordering my food and whatever you want, if you haven't eaten. And they just looked at me and was like, you're going to do so many great things in the world. And I hope it's something involving people. And, you know, at the time, you don't really think about that or you don't know, like it doesn't strike an aha moment, but then you start looking more and more like not so much, how can I help people? But how can I guide people? How can I be the light that I never had? for somebody else. And I started looking into, you know, psychology. I looked at why the brain does what it does. Why, you know, why are we here in this earth? What is our life purpose, our mission? And it just grew for my love of personal development that I saw, oh, there's life coaching. So I've been on this journey almost 10 years now.
0: 10 years. I didn't realize it had been that long.
1: Yeah, I was studying it. I was working with other people and not up until 2019. I made it my own business to do it completely myself.
0: That's, that's crazy. So what, what were you doing before this? That's, that's kind of what I before you.
1: Ooh, <laughs> okay. I had every job in the book. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I was coaching while I was doing everything else. My Most recent, I guess, job that was four or five years ago was I was working at a bowling alley. Now, I was serving there. I was waitressing there. I was bartending there. And I was a party host there. And it wraps up all of my sense of my personality because even before that, I was doing princess parties. So I specialize in balloon animals, painting little faces, working with kids, and just more so the parents. And I realized through every stage of every job that I've had, it showcased a different, you know, level. Like I have a not unlocked a new level of my life that said, you know what, I have enough life experience that if somebody's going through this a little bit worse or anything, I can be the one, you know, that they can come to. So I really harnessed that. And I really, you know, dove deeper into reading and really finding out what I could do, you know, because we we have jobs and we're like, you know, I'm making ends meet. I'm I'm doing it, but I'm like, how am I becoming more impactful? How can my little deeds be something that's very big?
0: So I'm the, the princess party thing. I, I, I that. I'm thinking about an episode of Modern Family right now. I just I'm oh trying God. to imagine you like mm-hmm. like painting a little girl's face. Well, also Mm at the same time, like, like by the way, like when you're looking at college majors, like,
1: (laughs) and you know what, it was funny because that's kind of what it was, because they would range anywhere, man, from like five to like eleven years old, right? And there's only such deep conversations you have with kids, but you tell them like, don't stop dreaming, whatever it is that you want to do, maybe just read about it, see who does it. And I wanted another reason why I like the rose is because I plant the seeds. And I feel with, with my clients and what I did in the very beginning is I'm, I'm very much a dreamer. So if I feel you can do anything, then I'm going to give it into, like, I'm going to pour into you. So, you know, that you can do anything. So I'm here planting seeds and I didn't realize I was doing that with the princess parties because I'm telling them like, you can be a princess. Why not just buy a crown? Come on.
0: (laughs) How hard was it to not break character? Like when you're doing these things? (sighs)
1: feel that it was hard because I feel I'm royalty every single day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break out a character when you live it.
0: <laughs> Great character. I am a princess. What you talking
1: oh, about? Right. Right. E- Alter ego strong over here.
0: <laughs> when, um, so when, what, is there a certain kind of uh, like, is, is there like a, a certain type of clientele? that you look for? Is it kind of a taking all commerce sort of thing? Or do you do you try to market to or, you know, market to but reach out to a certain kind of demographic of some kind?
1: Yeah, for me, it's individuals that are actually ready to do the work, and kind of understanding why you want to do the work, because I'm not going to force you. So whether that's coming from, you want to be more productive, you want to be more intentional, or ultimately, you want a better life. And We say that and I feel like I've stopped saying you want a better life loosely, because how can you actually monitor that your life is becoming better, you can look in the areas and say I want to eat better I want to do this, but ultimately, if you look back a month ago, did you eat better every single day every single week so. I'm kind of more talking to the people, more so entrepreneurs that are actually ready to stop giving themselves excuses and stop saying they're going to do the thing tomorrow because when tomorrow comes they don't do.
0: It. Yeah, we uh, every every single day. I mean, who among us hasn't done the whole I'll cut the grass tomorrow. I'll do laundry yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It never happens.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: never happens. Next thing you know, it's day 5 and you're out of socks.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: right. Um, have you had, have there any been like, cause we, we hear like, you know, I used to be a teacher. And so we always have the stories of like, Oh, I was teaching the student, but in the end of the day, they taught me something. Have you ever, have you had any kind of experiences similar to that with, with clients where you were, you know, giving them guidance or counseling on something and it wound up maybe altering a a, a perspective or an opinion you had, or just teaching you something in the process?
1: I've actually had that with kids and I feel that To anybody, those are the best teachers if you ask the right questions. And I say this because there was a specific party that I had, the little girl maybe was like eight years old, but her brother, we just kept having like just random conversations throughout their party. And it was something that he's like, man, adults are so boring. I'm like, why? He's like, all they do is like go to work. I said, do you feel that they don't have an imagination anymore? Do you feel they're not creative? And he like looked at me, he's like, no, they kind of don't do anything. And I was like, well, what do you feel you would do if you were an adult? And he like mapped out this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, well, that person over there, and it was like a regular that comes in. I said, that person does exactly that, but then doesn't do anything on Tuesdays. And I like just looked at me and I'm like, you know what? We're the ones that are showing up to these kids like we're boring because at what point did we stop our imagination, our creativity? And it kind of brings you an uh aha, like they don't want to grow up. Because they don't want to fall victim to I work and I'm boring. They feel like, you know, Peter Pan syndrome, that they just want to stay forever young. But I look at it as I haven't aged because my creativity is still going. My imagination is still going. And I give a lot of, you know, thanks to that because I love when I'm able to surround myself with either my friend's kids or somebody's kids and just get a different type of conversation that's not so much about their work and their life. But I drew this today. And I love it. I think we all need that.
0: I use my, my imagination every day. When I'm at work, I imagine a world where I don't have to go to my job at
1: home. Or, <laughs> or I, but <laughs> when you say it that way, you're now speaking into not going to any job yeah. versus the job that you're at. <laughs> it's true. You gotta be careful.
0: I walk past the doors out and I'm just kind of like, I could leave. I could <laughs> I can just I can walk out that door. I, I imagine had you my, checked my, I out. out that door. Yeah. <laughs> but then I remember. Then I remember there's cicadas out there, and I don't go out that door because <laughs> it's that time of year right now. It's great. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so growing growing up, you know, th- uh, we this had to come from somewhere. Was there someone in your life growing up who acted maybe as a catalyst or, or planted planted that seed with you that maybe grew into what it is now.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to say my mom, because she's always had different mentors. And she kind of spoke life into our gifts. And I just remember being 12 years old, and she's like, here, read the strength finder to find out more about you. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, and I did. And one of the biggest things that has just stuck with me is that I have a woo personality and what that means is very you know extroverted exciting and people might get captivated you know by me or speaking to me and I'm one of those people that from you know my early childhood I can go anywhere and I'm just sparking conversation with people and some people may or may not like it you know if they come with me but I can go to the grocery store or see something in somebody's cart and I swear for like 10 minutes, we'll be talking about grapes or something. And I'm like, you know, my mom kind of brought that. She just really wanted to look at, you know, what kind of life we were going to have when we were older based on our personalities.
0: And so now this, however many years later, how did you like, when you, when you talk about like what you do now, like with your mom or your mom sees where you're at now, like, how does that, do you have that connection with her? Do you have that bonding with her through like what that's developed into?
1: I think it's still probably a both um, interesting thing for the both of us, because I feel like she saw it, but not knowing to this extent, she knew that it was going to be, you know, something with people or that I would just, you know, communicate or just be a light to others. So to know I've went down this path, I don't think she's as shocked, you know, but it's still something that it's like, Oh, you were like this since you were little.
0: Oh, that's so great! That's so great, and you, you and your mom are still close. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. I'm a mom's boy, so right. (laughs) Uh, I I, I I love it. Whenever hear somebody say I don't get along with my mom, and I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't get that. Um, so with where with way the way things are working now, with now it's become a it's become a livelihood situation. It's become something that you know they say, do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Um. So it's, it's great that you're doing something you enjoy, but outside of the actual work of it all, like what's, what's the source of, what's the big source of fun relaxation? Like, because I, I'm a big movie fan and I'm a big podcast mm-hmm. fan. I can't watch movies and listen to podcasts all the time because then making them starts to feel like work. So I have to find mm-hmm. things to do that aren't movie and podcast related. So like, where do you go for, that, that disconnect so that it never feels like work.
1: Man, that's actually interesting because I feel like I always keep it because now I enjoy reading and whether that's reading by the pool, you know, kind of watching stuff. I'm not really a movie person like me and TV, just I've never been, you know, interested, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just like learning. And even as a pastime, because I like knowing why. So in that aspect, I feel very childlike in a sense of wanting to know and wanting to understand. So I always kind of relate that just to my life. And even when I'm not doing anything, if I do run into somebody, it's like, oh, I wonder why this person said this, you know, and I also have to kind of find a happy medium on there's some things that we shouldn't have to understand and shouldn't have to like, break down and digest and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely a pastime is just reading and getting lost in different people's lives and, you know, how they came up and overall, it's just fascinating to me.
0: I can't tell you the last time I actually sat down and like, just, just got lost in a good book. It's been years.
1: I've yeah. got, I've
0: got hundreds of books. I'm, I'm one of those people. I've got like, you know, a hundred books to read, but I'm still going to go buy new ones.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, <laughs> I never read it, I've got them, but I'm never going to read mm-hmm. any of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what, what like, What's something you're reading right now?
1: Oh, man. So I wouldn't have thought that I'd be reading this, but the book is called The Midas Touch. It is by Robert Kiyosaki, who did um, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and actually Donald Trump. And it's actually interesting because the whole kind of summary of the book is speaking on the Midas Touch, meaning if you've ever heard the saying, whatever you touch turns to gold, they kind of specialize and speak on why some entrepreneurs are successful. And why others fail, and they get into different characteristics of the things and qualities you should have as not only a person but as a company and as a brand. And I was really like, I looked at the book and I was like, okay, don't judge a book by its cover. And now I'm, I'm in love. I'm almost done with the book.
0: You never know where you're gonna find.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of books, because you're the first ever like life coach I've ever I've ever like actually gotten to like meet and interact with. So I I, I'm dying to ask this. What are your thoughts on the secret?
1: Oh, okay, so I love it. (laughs) (laughs) But let me explain why. Okay. Um, I look at it in terms of okay, let's start to preface that I am not a strong believer in affirmations. I can't just say them. To me, if there is no context, around it. Like I'm a money magnet. Like, what if I don't feel like money's just sticking to me? Like, sometimes I feel like I have to do a little bit of work, you know, for it to come, or I have to have an idea for it. So with that being said, I look at the secret as it brings you more to life on the vision of what you want in your life. And I say that because there's somebody that has told me, I can't manifest. I don't know how to do this. I want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, But you don't really want that you're just saying it because that's what everybody says what if you're comfortable making ten thousand dollars a month fifteen thousand dollars because you know exactly where that money is going to go to and what are the things that you can do if i were to ask you and say okay write these things down what are your monthly expenses what are the things that you actually want to go do and how many times in a year do you want to go do them now if you were to tell me you know what i just want to take two trips a year Every single year, and let's say you average about two grand hotel, that's not including if you like buy gifts and things from there. So now you're saying within these trips, let's say you got to save about $6,000. Now you keep adding that to all of your stuff. Let's say in order for you to live the life that you want is $20,000 a month. Now, if you say you want to be a millionaire, you don't even know how to make that money disappear because you haven't thought of enough things. So to me, I look at the secret as being realistic. You know you want something, but you don't want it bad enough. I manifested both of the cars that I had. So I was a big uh, Barbie fan, and she had a Volkswagen bug. So my very first car was a Volkswagen convertible bug. And it was a powder blue, just like Barbie had. But it took me eight months to manifest it. What I did is I bought all of the things for the inside of the car. Because I knew as soon as I bought it, I was going to put this in here. This is the kind of scent my car was going to have. I brought it to life. Now with the car that I have, I have a a Mazda Miata. It's a two-seater convertible. Can you tell I like convertibles? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was so funny because I don't know if you're familiar with like the Turo app, but I rented that car. No more than a month or two, I was like, I want this car. And I got it because I kept thinking about it. And to me, that's different than an affirmation of I'm a magnet to car, whatever car that I want, I'm going to have. Well, now that's not general and it's not, or it's general, but it's not specific. So if you take the secret and you put it in practice with you giving, you know, emotion to the thing that you want and really feeling that you have it, it works. It absolutely works.
0: And so with, 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 things like that, do you find that the approach to, cause you, you hear a lot of the, a lot of the life coaching things like the secret, a lot of it's focused on, you know, business, financial success, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Do you also see where, uh, how a lot of these same tips and tricks and things tips and tricks makes it sound really trivial, but you, you get what <laughs> saying? Uh, mm-hmm. how you can like apply those to like, like non-business, non-financial, you know, building relationships, things like that? Do you see where, there, where the crossover is with that?
1: Yeah, and think of it as like your life's bucket list. Sometimes we make these lists and never look at them ever again. But how adamant are we actually working towards it? I now, something that I'm gonna be doing once I launch my actual blog is, since I found out about my DNA, for every part of whatever region, country that I'm from, I wanna try the food travel to that place, purchase the clothes, that's now gonna be a new level of my life that I make a bucket list. Because now I have a definite reason onto, for example, I'm Greek. I now have reasons to try Greek food, go to Greece. And you know, so there's different things that I have that I'm like, oh my God, I just, you know, I I leveled up my own life by finding out everything that I have and just all the cultures within me that I can go witness now instead of saying, I mean, I did travel to Hawaii, but I don't have a Hawaiian in me. So now I'm like, oh my God, this makes it that much more meaningful for me that setting aside, you know, business goals, whatever, what are your personal aspirations? Yeah. If money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing in your life? And it's so easy for somebody to say, oh, if I had all the money in the world, but when did we stop dreaming? And I think the secret is ultimately telling you to not give up on whatever you're thinking about doing. Bowling.
0: for the record Greek food is delicious I'm just gonna throw that out there
1: see uh, I'm here for it. I'll let you know
0: <laughs> on, on your on your DNA results what was the one that really caught you off guard like the one you were like seriously
1: that I'm Indonesian
0: really <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like what I'm telling you it's a whole list
0: <laughs> I haven't I haven't done mine yet my my brother and his and his wife they were doing hers and she she's been like obsessed with it now so I'm, I'm tempted to do it but I, I know I've done growing up I did a lot of like the genealogy projects and stuff in high school so I know that most mm-hmm. of my family is just, it's, it's a lot of white people, so <laughs> people a lot of Irish and German it's like yeah that makes sense that makes sense
1: mm-hmm. see so you All got right. Irish too now I could celebrate <laughs>
0: I mean, the best way to celebrate being Irish is just to get hammered, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's me. me. Um, so I want to post some questions to you. Now we are sponsored by pod decks and we're going to use their, their, their mobile app using their, because we, you know, with, with what you do, a lot of it is is manifesting it's building towards the future. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about your future using their deck called the future freaks me out.
1: Ooh, and okay. we're going
0: to ask some questions. This is going to be like little crystal ball stuff. We're going to be uh really talking about just what you what you think the future is, is going to be like some of this is about you some of this is kind of, some of these are just kind of funny okay. um so let's see like okay so like we'll start here what technology will watches have in 20 years from now
1: oh what technology will watches have oh my god i feel like they're going to be able to do everything right now I don't even have an Apple watch because I'm like, then why am I going to need a phone an iPad? I think they might be able to drive your car because <laughs> to know that cars already can park themselves. I'm like, where were you, you know, when I first started driving, but they might, man, they are, aren't they already able to like do your air conditioning or stuff? Or is that just your phone?
0: Those Teslas are, I don't know what those things are insane, but what they can do now i was on the on the highway the other day and there was a guy driving a tesla like straight up like watching a video on youtube oh, on his phone God. and i was kind of like that makes me really uncomfortable actually
1: yeah yeah i'd be cringing
0: um what is the most inconvenient thing in your life and do you see this changing in the future
1: most inconvenient thing okay for one i will say being a girl because there is a lot to us. So when I travel, it's not a pack stuff up in five minutes and go. I don't see that changing, but what I do see changing is getting better at packing. So I've went from making packing lists to packing the night before, to packing about two nights before. And I think it's honestly that in putting all my containers, what I do now is prep my little travel items. So that way, I don't use the same thing and then have to put it in the bag, take it out. So being a little more efficient on traveling because men can just grab clothes and throw it in the bag because it matches ours have too many moving parts.
0: (laughs) That's true. I packed the night before.
1: I never, Mm -hmm. I wish. Uh, (laughs) Let's
0: see here. Um, Let's pull a couple more of these. Okay. This is, this is a fun one. Will people have more or less privacy 20 years from now?
1: less privacy and I feel we're already getting into that because people are showing everything you can find out where someone is by checking their social media stories before if you called my house and I wasn't there you didn't know where I was and I feel we're just going more and more into check in when you get here and save money off if you post about us so you know that there's so many ways to tag where you're at and what you're doing and even on your phones you can send your location anything, our, our phones know where we're at. So if you know where I'm at, then I can probably tell you anything else about my day.
0: Always cracked me up when people would say that, that you were using the vaccine to plant GPS tracking devices on. Mm-hmm. So. you have an iPhone.
1: Yeah, you already I already have know. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Also,
0: also, you work at Kohl's. Nobody cares who you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my God. Let's let's do uh, what what teacher? I know we mentioned your mom, but like, what teacher in your past um, do you think has had the biggest impact on your future? Mm. What teacher?
1: Hmm. I don't know if it was school-wise versus YouTube University because I had some teachers, you know, in school and it was impactful, but like getting older, you don't really remember it or say, you know what, this person specifically, now it's more so seeing people do what they're doing and letting me know, wow, I'm able to do that. So for example, if I look at the coaching world, sure, okay, I have Tony Robbins and it's not so much... Him teaching, but you start looking at who he learned from, different people that are talking. You know, I can also say in a different sense to say Bob Proctor, Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill from Thinking We're Rich. So now my teachers are different mentors that are either still here or no longer here, that I'm continuing to, you know, digest their information, reread the stuff that they had. So I think more of an impact is me now of who I've listened to and who I'm continuing to consume their information.
0: I'll take it. I'll take uh-huh. it. <laughs> I, I do, I do get jealous of people that have had like impactful teachers in their life. Uh-huh. It's not that I had like a bunch of bad teachers, but like, I, it, it, I have a hard time thinking back on teachers. I had and thinking that that teacher really like changed my life or my, it was like, I never really had, I had great teachers, but I never had any that were like, super inspirational or anything like that. I kind of had to find that through, like you kind of mentioned, like through other means, through through the the YouTube university and things like that.
1: Yeah, and then I feel as we're younger, we're not really looking at life in that way to, to determine how valuable they actually were, or they are, you know, if some are still doing it. But I look at now, I'm in a state of bettering myself. So what that looks like is looking at people who have bettered themselves, looking at those steps and then implementing only what I feel will make a difference for me because different people can tell you at what hours to wake up, but it also doesn't work. If you are juggling a nine to five or you're trying to just be an entrepreneur, or if you are, or if you want to work later on in the day.
0: That's uh that's actually really, sorry, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. (laughs) Uh, last one we're going to go to. This one doesn't have to do with, do with the future so much as the past, but uh, when have you pulled off the impossible and how did you make it happen? Like, what's the time you just knocked it out of the park?
1: Hmm. Knocked it out of the park. I would say when I put myself first to actually start my business and it was a no longer, being attached to the hip of other coaches, other people doing, I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it for me. And it was just the biggest highlight for me that I'm like, I'm doing it. And now to say, I have a name for myself now that, you know, I have different clients telling me, you know, I I saw this review and I wanted to know, you know, if it was true and it was, and then other people like, okay, well, what can you do for me? And I still even change that to say, not what can I do for you, but how can I show you for you to do it for yourself. You know, you, you lead a man, whatever, lead a man, lead a horse, something to fish or water. Look, I don't even know the saying and I'm really good with quotes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't want to be the one I'm helping, I'm guiding. Use the knowledge that I've obtained and that's got me to where I am to help you get to where you are. I always look at it as I'm telling my, like, you know, not future me, but past me, what are the things that younger me needed to hear? What's something that would have helped me then? Because I'm also not speaking to the people that are on my current journey. You're where I used to be. Here's how this helped me. If you really take in consideration what other people are saying, you'll move a lot farther in life by listening to somebody that's already fell. Unless you want to fall yourself and be like, oh, that did hurt. I'm going to look like, all right, well, how many bandages do I need in case I fall? But I'm not trying to fall.
0: Is there something like, it, we, we ask ourselves get asked this question all the time, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, um, like, is there something you'd like to say?
1: I feel like I have this conversation with myself all the time. And now, as an adult, it's been do the thing that you're afraid of. You know, whatever somebody says, why are you doing that is the time to do it. And it's so fascinating, because that's something I would tell my younger self, like, just do it. You know, but more so if it feels right, do it. If you want to know it feels right, sit with it for a little bit. Because oftentimes we do things based off of other people pressuring us to do it or other people telling us not to do it. I said this to a client that she was afraid to show up live, you know, on Instagram. And I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? I don't go live often either. Why? It's because people have made it out that if you show up as who you are right then and there, it's bad. you need to pre-record it. You need to edit it and you need to put it up as perfection. Well, there's not a lot of things that are perfect in this life. So if you just start saying, what am I afraid of? You'll see how much farther you've went on in life.
0: You know, not only that, but do, like doing the Instagram wives, things like that the people who are, who are partaking of your content my cat scratching at the door. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. Um, if you are, if people who are partaking of your content, who are following you, they, they like that. They like that interaction you get from the live stuff and they, they like the kind of, uh, the behind the scenes, the, the, mm-hmm. the real life stuff it, it, it's, it's almost humanizing, I think for, for them.
1: Yeah. And I don't think people realize that like, sometimes we need to step outside of ourselves and say, you know what? Somebody's seeing the real life, what I'm going through, how I'm feeling. And it's fascinating to me because I kind of feel like that with podcasts and kind of Clubhouse that it's real authentic and it's right then and there, even with podcasts, like you'll edit it, but you also aren't editing the emotions and the way that you're feeling and the stuff that you're talking about. It's like, you know what? This is how I felt right then and there. I'm gonna talk.
0: I think it's why we like documentaries so much. I think it's why people like documentaries, especially the serial killer ones to each their own. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the world of podcasts, we talk about true crime podcasts all the time. And I think it's because it's, it's because it, again, it, it shines a, a light or why we watch MTV cribs or, you know, lifestyles mm-hmm. of the rich and famous. We like seeing how other people that we admire live in their, yeah. in their regular everyday life, you know, you mm-hmm. uh, know, the biggest Beyonce rolls out of bed with with bed hair, just like everybody else. So, mm-hmm. the difference is she's got a whole army to take care of that for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a three dollar brush from Walgreens. Um, <laughs> so, before as as we start to wrap up here, before we before we do let you go, um, one of the things that uh, that our our listeners have have uh, wanted us to try out. So we're gonna we're gonna try this out here with you. We've never done this before. Um, is they would, our listeners wanted me to give our guests the opportunity to ask me something. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a chance to ask me a question, uh, to kind of start to, to bring things to a close here.
1: Mm. What does it mean for you to have a fulfilled life?
0: Um, I guess I'm, I, I think for me, I'm still figuring that out because in, in, in the last year, um, so much has changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from uh, living with my mother to uh, I had moved back in with my parents for a while. And now I own a house and live alone for the first time. I've always had family or roommates I was living with in a place that wasn't really mine. And now for the first time in my life at 32, I have literally my own home and I live alone. And so I think it's (laughs) figuring out kind of just like, how to not get stuck in a routine. How do I not just spend every single day on the couch with the cat, um, you know, on the computer or whatever, you know, how do I not fall victim to routine? Because routine is the death of creativity, I think. Um, so I think I'm figuring that out because I'm still figuring out kind of what my, what my new normal, I've only lived here for, you know, eight months now. So it's trying to figure out what my new normal is. So I, I think to kind of actually have answered the question, I think it would have to be just, um, having that sense of normalcy, I guess, you know, I'm, i am i I'm a guy who who lives and breathes entertainment. I do stand-up, I make podcasts, I make films. So to be able to just have a sense of normalcy where I can disconnect from everything, I think is probably
1: the best answer for that. <laughs> I love that. And then here's a tip too for anybody that might be, you know, on that same journey to understanding that. Look at whose future you. And what is future you want and how does future you live? Because when you start looking at that versus not, not so much like goals that you have, but how do you feel in the future? You know, what makes you comfortable? What makes you happy? And what makes you, again, feel fulfilled, but not in the aspect of, oh, this kind of money, this. No, if you had, again, your ideal perfect day, what time would you wake up? What's the food that you're eating? What type of places do you shop at? We don't think of those specifics because those are the things that we're doing in an everyday. Let's say you go to a certain grocery store now. Are you still gonna go to that same grocery store in another five or 10 years? Do you see yourself eating differently, which means you shop differently? And I say that because that gives you a better sense of perspective on the little changes that you can make now. If you eat better in the future, then why don't you start now? How can you make subtle changes? And then you'll ultimately see wow, I'm living a fulfilled life because these are the things that I wanted for myself.
0: That's great. That's great advice, folks. And it's it's not even, it's free. So
1: (laughs) you tell I love what I do.
0: (laughs) Take it and run with it, folks. Uh, Brianna, it's been fantastic having you on and and talking to you today and getting to know more about you and more about what you do. Uh, So what I want to do now is give you the opportunity uh, to simply plug, plug, plug away, tell the people where they can find you um, and anything you have that you would like to direct them to uh, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah. Okay. So everybody, you guys can find me on Instagram at it's lovely bee, and my website is www.itslovelyb.com. You will be able to find everything on those platforms from my services, what I do and about me more on why the roses, and just in a whole area of if you even want to coach, send me a DM, send me an email. I can walk you through everything. And I'm actually coming out. So when this comes out, I'll probably already have my digital products. But I'm in the works with a whole bunch of digital products for you to ultimately live a better life and what that means to you.
0: It's fantastic. Brianna, Gabriel, everybody go to www.itslovelybee.com make sure you follow her on all the social on, on Instagram at it's lovely B uh, Brianna. Thank you so much for coming on this month's episode. It was so great to have you on.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I loved it.
0: Fantastic. All right. We're going to say goodbye to Brianna. Everybody wave to goodbye to Brianna.
1: Bye. Everybody wave.
0: <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to say goodbye to Brianna here. And uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much once again for stopping by the VIP table here in the basement lounge. We do this every single month. And if you want to get your questions in and have have some questions for our guests, it's real simple. All you got to do is go over to patreon.com slash tblpod and join our Patreon. Become a VIP for only $3 a month. Get access to all kinds of cool rewards as well as submit your questions for our VIP guests every single month. We do this. Once again, this show is sponsored by Poddex. Go to poddex.com and use the code TBL10 to get 10% off your total purchase. And head on over to our website, tblpod.com to check out everything we've got going on over there. We'll be back again next month with another VIP interview. And until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.